0: we've been been down before When my pride was low Looking at the world like, where do we go? And we hate pop When Wanna kill us dead in the streets for sure I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gonna be alright
1: My people, eh? I'm not going to lie Ah,
2: it's becoming very
1: difficult to just be Comfortable and not feel terrorised here
2: how can we be losing our brothers and our sisters left and right because of police brutality? It's becoming very difficult.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Niger Girl Talks. It's your host, Olamide Ayanda. Today, 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 today is a heavy podcast, man. Like, um, the topic, you already know what the topic is, because if you are watching the news, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, if you're under a rock, you know that this nation is facing um, some, some serious changes. Things are coming out to the light and the nation, the people of this country are fighting, literally fighting the government. Um, And today we just wanna talk about things that have been on our hearts, um, on our minds these last two weeks since the death of George Floyd and also like the death of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and people that we personally know in our own community that have also been um, victims to these police brutality. And um, today I have Three podcast guests that have a lot to say, um, but before <laughs> I continue, I want them to
2: introduce themselves. Hey everyone, um, my name is Deborah Ezebu or Wizubay, whatever. Please um, guess not whatever. It's Deborah Ew. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to my ID not changed yet. Okay, so hi everyone, my name is Nicole. You probably already recognize my voice because this is like my how many how many times. My course,
1: course literally my co-host at this point.
2: <laughs> at this point people day. are annoyed, dude. People are annoyed. <laughs> they are vexed They don't want to hear from you anymore. Praise yeah, God. Go. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I'm back on the podcast. <laughs> and I knew she, yes. she got
2: a lot to say.
0: Hi. <laughs> hey, um, I'm Charles, Charles and Jordan. Um, this is technically my second time on the uh, podcast. Yeah. Um I was on a deleted scene. Um, <laughs> exclusive, exclusive, but um, it's so nice to be here.
1: So everybody on the podcast brings a different aspect to the topic. Um, I'm the host, of course. Deb, she's part of like the education community. She's a teacher. Nicole, you already know her. She's the she's the law the law babe on this joint. Um, bringing the justice. And the the courts, the pod, and uh, Charles. If you know Charles personally, this guy I call him all the time, Young Tupac, because he does not like literally Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. This guy is preaching,
2: um, (laughs) preaching about breaking tables, shaking tables. No, literally, this guy likes to shake the table,
1: (laughs) um, and he works every morning. Like, how can I cause trouble? Like, who can I annoy today? So, what, how, how can I provoke somebody? Like, what can I
2: do? Yeah. he's just trying to. He's trying to listen. He's trying to dismantle, you know, ideas that we've had in our mind that have not been challenged. Hey. By yeah. The greater yeah. public, so you know, we appreciate. We appreciate it. I appreciate Thank it. you for your service yeah. to the community.
1: <laughs> um. So this podcast topic, the, t- the title is called "I Know Fit Breathe." Um, which is basically pigeon for I can't breathe which is a phrase that we honestly know to this day because um Eric Gardner um that was his like last word when he was being choked by the police um 2016 I believe um and now again we hear it again with George Floyd saying I can't breathe um saying it multiple times and it's a phrase that a lot of us are familiar with as African-Americans as Blacks um when we see the police, we get ang- we get anxious, we get anxiety in our hearts, we get fearful because those lights, that car, the symbol, we all know what it means for us when they approach us. Like this could be your last moment. Your next step could lead to your it can lead to you being like getting a ticket or it can lead to your death. Um depending on how how it plays out. George Floyd died, um, it was really heavy on us, like it was really, really it was like, you know, you're already doing Corona and then you already deal with Ahmaud re. And then you see the um, what's her name? Amy Cooper accused the black man of, of, she called 911, um, a black man who told her to put her dog on a leash. Then you hear about the mom who killed her nonverbal son. Um, she pushed mm-hmm. him into the water and she said two black men kidnapped him. And then this, I think a pastor got found in a hotel and he said, oh, a black, two black men kidnapped me, but really he was messing with prostitutes. So when the George Floyd thing happened, it was literally like boom, 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 boom. You know, like a, yeah. a final blow. And it was yeah. just like, is is black being black? Is it a crime? Like, are we, is it a death sentence? Nicole reached out to me like, "Nah, we gotta do a pod on this." And I already in my mind knew who who I had to call because these <laughs> are, are the gonna
2: act- call? who are you want to call.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> these are the activists, like people in my life that we speak. so i had to call them um but this podcast i'm not really going to ask too many questions because typically when we when we're all together already we naturally we be chopping it up so i'm gonna just ask questions and y'all can take over the conversation um so the Mm -hmm. first question is how are y'all doing mentally emotionally and
2: physically (laughs) I don't know who wants to take this one first, go. Okay, I guess I'll take it first. Um, So when I first heard about um, George Floyd's murder, I honestly, I didn't watch the video when it came out because I kind of knew what it would do to my mood. And my sister was the one that told me about it. And she kept on asking me, have you watched it? Have you watched it? I was like, no, I haven't watched it. So I didn't watch it until like the evening of, and when I pressed play, I honestly, I had to fast forward it because I couldn't stand to see that man lose his life. I had to fast forward it. And I just remembered at the end of the video, just thinking, why do they keep killing us? Hmm. And when I said that, that's when I just, I, honestly, my feelings towards things are delayed. So the first day Mm. i heard about it i said why do they keep killing us and i cried a little bit and after that i just felt like this conviction in my heart like this anger this righteous anger and i felt like god was reminding me of the israelites Mm. and how he heard their cries and he sent a savior for them i just felt like we black people in america we are like the israelites and i was just thinking like there's no way that we have a god in heaven who sees everything that's going on right now and he's gonna be silent.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: where does that happen? It's not gonna happen. I just have this righteous anger. Like, no way. Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I watched George Floyd's memorial, that's Mm -hmm. when the tears actually started coming. Cause like, there was a session where they asked us to stand up for eight minutes and 40, is it 46 seconds or 48 seconds? I think think it's 46 seconds, okay. Yeah, they asked us to stand up for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And I was, as I was standing, I even thought like, do, wait, did they rig the time? Like I started mm. to think, wait, this, this actually feels like I'm, I've been standing up for like 20 minutes Yeah. because it was that mm. long. And as I was standing, I, I just, I felt like I was him. Mm. I was him when he was laying on the floor for that long mm. with, um, with Chavin's knee on his neck. Yeah. I was crying. Like, how can I be on the floor for this long telling you? I can't breathe this long crying out for my mother and you do not even have the audacity to move your knee yeah yeah are you okay yeah yeah so honestly my heart was just really heavy the day of his memorial but i feel like i'm getting better now praise god yeah yeah i um i didn't watch the video i can't i just i just i yeah i couldn't watch the video but um I think when I first heard about it, it was like, of course, like maybe a day or two after the Amy Cooper thing. I was like, I'm just, I was like, you know, Twitter was already like getting ready. You know, Twitter was actually already popping. No, they want to um, execute that lady. <laughs> they were getting like, they were like, lost their job. Boom. Doggone. Boom. Like, our apology. We don't want it. Like, I was like, all right, bet. So I was like, okay, we cancel her. Cool. Um, and so when it happened, I was just, I, to be honest, I, and it's sad that this is my reaction. I was just like, they did it again. Like, I was just, mm-hmm. I, I was just that was my reaction, I was like, I, and I felt like I was unfazed, I was unmoved, I was like, they killed another Black man, um, and I saw, I saw, like, the clip of the video, or, like, the, you know, the, whatever the thing's called, like, the, pic, the frame of the video, but I just, I was like, yeah, I can't watch somebody, like, losing their life, like, I'm, it's too much at this point, point. Um, and so I think, like, in the week, like, my, my emotions kind of, like, ebbed and flow, and at first it was like, I was like, you know, not phase, And I was like, and I, I started to see people's reactions and like really seeing, like, like it just, it kind of just all started to hit me. Um, mm-hmm. And then it just like was anger. It was uh, disappointment just based on like, you know, the response of, you know, black leaders or just like people in my life, just like how they showed up and how they responded to it as people in leadership. Um, and then I think the day, like I was like holding back tears. Like I didn't really realize it, but like Nicole said, there was just like this fire burning, yeah. I was like, Lord, I've never felt like this before. Like, I've never felt so, like, just full of energy and not knowing where to put it. Um, mm-hmm. And then on Monday, I had to clean up my classroom because I'm a teacher and our school year's over. So I went to go clean up my classroom. And I was watching, like, all these documentaries because I hate white noise. So I was watching 13th. I was watching Becoming. I just watched everything. Um, and then I saw the post. So I taught Black like, History Month, you know, of course, not, a, not too long ago. And my kids had all these questions about, you know, racism they have questions about slavery they have questions about civil rights movement they have questions about Jim Crow like they had questions and I think when I saw that and I realized that I wasn't coming back to see them and realizing that I had to answer those questions for them wow I just I literally broke down like I was just in my classroom by myself because there's not really a lot of people in the building I just started weeping I was just like I can't believe I just, I just, I just, there, just a, a overwhelming sense of just like sadness and hopelessness mm. just kind of like overwhelmed me. And I just, I, I couldn't stop. Um, and on my way home, I was just silent, just still crying, thinking, trying to figure out like, okay, so what am I going to do? Because I can't, I can't have my kids asking those questions. I can't have any kids asking those questions and not them not be answered yes. um, or, or it not be, or it not propelled them into doing something to make a change. And so I think the Lord was just like downloading, like what my, like what, where he wanted me to be in this fight um but yeah so i think that's kind of where i was um and then throughout the rest of the week of just like crying again trying to figure out how to respond what makes long lasting change and then i just started to get irritated like people just started saying stuff everybody was just coming from the side dude i was like you guys i said one literally read the room like this is not the time for you it don't matter like at this point black people are not having it if you're not with us don't say nothing and it's like honestly and i think it's like even if you do have something opposite to say this is not the time for it because your correction you're correct like we were talking about um and i'm i'm going on but um we talked about trauma or i was like learning about trauma and it's like when you when you are hearing somebody cry out or seeing someone react um based on the trauma traumatic experiences that they have like the room for correction is not there at that moment it's not that's not it's not the time for you to be like oh this is no we don't want to hear that right now yeah I can't actually comprehend it I don't need you to tell me that I need you to ask me why I need you to mm-hmm. ask me how can I help I need Thank you to you ask you. me how can I be an ally I don't need you to tell me that rioting and looting is wrong we we not clearly we are we're not we're not at that point anymore that that yeah. time has come and gone by Says like we can talk about that so I think a lot of people I was like bro that read the room concept is so like just shut up you don't have to tweet it it's okay um and then you know yeah so right now I'm a little I'm more chill but I think I've just been a time of like ref- I'm trying to reflect and be slow to speak. Um because yeah, I just I wanna I wanna be intentional about my words because I don't want them to go on deaf ears. So I think that's kind of where I am right now. And that was a lot, so
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh that the past two weeks has been like really, really difficult. Yeah.
1: Um
0: um for like you know my friends, you know, at the time, um I lost uh, two family members. So, like, I was already dealing with like my own grief, my own mourning, and everything. Um, and actually, for the video, I actually didn't intend to watch it. Um, I made a promise to myself that I'm not watching any more like police brutality videos. It's been over a year. I'm not sure if you guys remember. Uh, well, it's about to be over a year. Um, I think it happened in June or whatever. Um, it was the case with you know the family in Phoenix um over the family doll and like the police just uh so it didn't result in death but you know it was it was about like five police came out you know get out the car you know just you know all this aggression and all this you know and it was because a doll a one dollar you know, family yeah. doll, doll, and the entire video like I started shaking like I literally started yeah. feeling myself trembling and everything yeah. and since that time I've never watched videos you know um, the movie that came out uh, when they the, uh, the one on the run uh, Queen of Slim yeah Queen of Slim I didn't oh, watch it I, yeah, I, I just you know, couldn't whatever. watch any of that like couldn't I couldn't I couldn't put any more trauma like you know my mental and everything So I saw the video, um, I didn't know it was like a police brutality video, like it was, I saw the link, you know, it was just blank and everything, I was just watching it and stuff like that, and the mental stress that I was having while watching the video Mm -hmm. was so much, it was like, okay, you know, after the first minute, you're just like, okay, you know, all right, you know, he's gonna get off of him eventually, you know, a, a regular sensible human would. You know, then two minutes pass away, you know, he's calling out to his mother, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, I I, I can't breathe. I'm not doing anything. You're just like, okay, you know, they're gonna, you know, eventually they're gonna stop. You know, three minutes come in, you know, the police just like, hey, you know, I need y'all to stop intervening. You know, the other police, like, hopefully he's gonna turn around and tell, you know, his colleague like, hey, you know, maybe you should ease off or whatever four minutes, you know, five minutes, and you know, you just see the video, you know, him, you know, going from calling out to his mother, I'm um, claustrophobic, I can't breathe, mama, they're gonna kill me, and then eventually at the end, you just stop to see him stop moving. I broke down at the end of the video, and I was, my entire mood was shot, and it was so sad because I was preparing myself mentally, um, the funeral, uh, of my, uh, family, my mom that passed away was, um, two days away. So, you know, I was looking at memes. I was watching like, you know, fun videos, literally, I dedicated the whole week, like watching cartoons, just like, you know, lifting my spirits and everything. Yeah. yeah. I saw this video and I broke down. Yeah. <laughs> I broke down and <sighs> it was a lot, but. I was good, actually, the first day after, because, you know, I started seeing, you know, um, people um, that I didn't even expect to, like, you know, have empathy for the situation, you know, some um, of the evangelical church, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, I was like, wow, okay. But stupid me, you know, forgot the first rule of social media. Don't click the comment section.
2: Don't
0: mm. click the
2: comments. Don't click the comments, baby. Don't <laughs> my, it's my a war in there. Lifted. I was ha- I
0: was happy. I was you know scares is <laughs> good again and everything. <laughs> and I clicked the comment sections. But oh my goodness! <laughs> just
2: choke people at that point <laughs>
0: <laughs> that butt clause just makes me lose my entire mind, and that made everything just. I went oh, so unhinged. It was just so frustrating, and it's not just you know that comment. Um, it's those. It's the amount of people that agree, like you know, as if there's a justification for a loss of human life.
2: Oh, yeah. he wasn't a
0: perfect human being. So what?
2: Yeah. Like neither are you. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Get yeah. I don't
0: so what? <laughs> don't Does that it. mean that you know? Hum, is human life so fickle, so devalued mm. that you can justify losing it just because you know they have a crime and everything?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and not to make it like you know uh, a left wing, right wing. You know when when you look at the one thing I always say is like black people, they have such compassionate hearts. It's just something that's been
1: What's that mean? we're always crying and <sighs> forgiven.
0: Yeah, crying, forgiving—that like, um, there's a Pew Research um study that shows that like, you know, if you compare the races and everything, black people, you know, uh, they believe that you know criminals should get out of jail like more than en- any other race. They're the race mm-hmm. that believe in death penalties much lower than everyone else. You know, mm-hmm. we we just we're just so softer on people and like much more forgiving, and it just just when when I see like you know um, some other people you know just like
2: well
0: <laughs> even, but like you know oh well you know they deserve to die it's just like you know us black people we we just don't see it that way like you know human life is so important to us that it's just like yeah. okay he had drugs or okay you know mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. okay you know there was a so what you know he's a human being who has value who's made in the image of god like
2: yeah
0: he deserves to live you know so that's been my mental emotional roller coaster for the past couple of weeks um i've finally you know come to a place where i've been able to mellow out and express my thoughts you know I'm still doing my righteous anger, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, um, yeah, I'm definitely got to a place where I'm okay.
2: Yeah. Nicole, was it you who said, I don't know if it was on Twitter when you, I don't know if you put something and then I, we were like, we wouldn't have never expected this person. It was like someone from the white evangelical church, like someone from this place to say something. Do you remember that? I don't remember who it was. It was, I mean, it was Christine Kane, but it was like, we were like surprised or like, I don't know, you know happy that I- she had said something about it. I mean, we can do <laughs> <her on>, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. There were a lot of pastors I was surprised. I think yeah, it was it was yeah, I think I was, I was like, oh, I, I was like, okay, so, I mean, Christine yeah. Kane has said something, I guess when, when. Ahmaud, maybe it was the Arbery um situation okay. maybe when she, maybe she said something like that um, but it was it was interesting to see the responses of like you know many more like white pastors um talking and about the issue people within our community too bruh that's yeah. shook. I them. was shook.
1: Was sick, yes. no, 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 I remember a time
0: you remember
2: time I remember and I a bit some people
0: of change change their opinions. Like you know, as soon as oh looters, never mind. You know, mm. get Black Lives Matter. Like you know, they it was like as soon as they saw one reason to disqualify disagree, people, like, disqualify them. Oh, yeah, never, never mind. You
1: know, um, <laughs> for me, these when it first happened, I didn't watch the video because I don't I don't, I can't do trauma. Like Nicole can justify. We watched Just Mercy, and I was hysterical doing she's like Dakota's handed me the tissue because she already knew I was crying like <laughs> here, sis. here you know and that's a movie now mm-hmm. watching real life I was like I I tell like Charlie said I don't like watching tra- trauma and I told myself I'm not watching any more trauma videos any more police brutality I even when um a Amaz video came out did no. not watch it I can't um Even all this protests going on, some of it, I can't watch it. Like the man who fell, the 75 million that tripped and fell, Mm. I couldn't, I can't. So um, I'll be randomly crying. Like I'll be designing and there's tears coming down. I'm cooking Mm. and there's tears coming down. Or I'm sleeping at night night and I'm crying. I'm like, why am I crying? And then I think I, I had trouble sleeping. Me too. Like, I had yeah. to pop melatonin. I had to play rain. I had to use my weight blanket, because I was just like, mm. I'm struggling. And I said, Nicole, how are you sleeping? She's like, I'm not. like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm not sleeping either. And yeah. I think it got worse when I found out that the uh, police officer and him worked together mm, for 17 yeah. years. So I said,
2: excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. I just, oh my God. It's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I just, What's I and then you know, I found out nice. yesterday, I found out two days ago, that the $20 bill was real this whole time. And I'm just like, oh, the twenty. The, oh, my gosh, No, y'all, when I tell you, like, I have, so I'm typically, like, uh, still up late after everyone's asleep. And when I tell you, like, I, I mean, I'm always, like, you know, somebody in the house, even though I know no one's in the house, like, the double, the locks are, you know, whatever. Yeah. I literally, like, I just kept thinking about Breonna Taylor. And I was like, mm-hmm. at any point, somebody can really run up in my house and just you know go just go ham like they can yeah. really just and it's and i think oh man it's just i think that's like that just that thing in the back of my mind and just like safety and protection i'm just like bro like our, where are we safe like where are we protected at least in our home mm. we know that that's like we 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 think of that as a place where we can be safe right um but you know it just shows that like even in that moment even in this, even, this, even in this time, like, that's not a place of safety. And I'm just like, I think one of my friends was telling me, she's like, you know, this is where I am like, you know, I, like, Jesus is the only person that can keep me safe at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. But I said, but really, though, like, I really need to feel safe. And I don't, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't feel safe. And I was like, yo, we need to get cameras. We need to get that little chain. I don't know if y'all remember that from mm-hmm. the old days. like the yeah. yeah.
1: Because um, her boyfriend shot an officer and they arrested him. Make it make sense. Everybody's so daft and dense. My favorite <laughs> words to use, deaf and dense right now, okay? <laughs> deaf and dense. Because it's like, we're convincing y'all that this is, there's nothing you can say. He didn't resist arrest. Mm-hmm. The money was real. Mm-hmm. He, did, he complied. There's nothing, they beat him up and they killed him. And from the video, like the screenshot of it I saw, I saw children on his neck. But then I found out that the other officers were on his back. On his body. And then when the autopsy came out, that pissed. The autopsy, <laughs> That's y'all. pissed me. <laughs> off. Oh, I said, bro. okay, I didn't, I didn't make it to nursing school, but I know for a fact this autopsy report is is is, is crap. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Call a spade a spade. There's no underlying conditions. I have allergies and I have astigmatism. But that doesn't mean if I someone shoot me that my astigmatism and my allergies oh, cause that or you know. the
2: reason why. And they even said untraced drugs in his system. I said, Oh, y'all are really y'all reaching really for there. the stars. They went. Y'all there. are reaching, bro. Like, because you're trying to find I in my mind, I'm like, man, that's this system, like, when I oh man, this so system perverted. is perverted so perverted and corrupt. I'm like, So that means, because, you know, praise God for scandal and all that stuff that kind of like low-key like reveals and stuff. I'm like, so somebody had a conversation with the guy or the person, like the mortician or whatever, like fake, you know, like uh, make make up whatever you need to, to make it seem like it was underlying conditions that caused him to die you know mm-hmm. and i'm just like this is a conversation that somebody in power strategically had with that person and then that person had the audacity in some way i don't know if they blackmailed them i don't know if they paid them all i don't know what it was but he had the, now the audacity to 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 put that like yeah. to make it official documents and yeah. put that in the news for people to now take in and i'm like, like there's I a there's they a trail that's i'm just like <laughs> This like, it's not just like, oh, happenstance. This is intentional corruption, like, intentional decisions that are being made, intentional, like, evil intentions are being. And I just, I think that's what, like, people like have the, the audacity. Because somebody said
1: that Chauvin killed somebody in 2016, and someone could have prosecuted him, but she chose not to. So it was actually because- yeah,
2: that's running for president. She, I mean, she
1: dropped out, but it's Amy Globachar, whatever. Get her. I sense, by sis. Like, like, like,
2: you got the. They're they're even
0: trying to uh, get her to be vice president, I
2: beg. Why? We don't want you, honey. We don't want you. You wasn't wasn't given during the debate anyway, so get out here. Like, stop playing with us, okay? I'm not playing with y'all. I can't do it. I can't. can't.
1: And the fact that his family, you know, paid for a second autopsy, thank God they did that, because now
2: we we saw that. Imagine the families that don't have the money to pay for those independent autopsies. Can you imagine?
1: I, I, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure the first first time i heard someone pay for a second autopsy exactly. i don't think eric gardner's family did that yeah. i don't even like um sandra bland like mm. talking about uh, even matthew Ajibade, what's the conclusion of that case i don't oh, know is, it was, it was blunt force trauma to the head that killed him wow. someone bashed his skull in jesus is lord oh, lord and they didn't they got a, they got they i think they got fired but only two of
2: them got charges. So the other mm. four are not serving time. So- and, and I think, I'm uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I think about that too. Like, you know, I think uh, like in the midst of the protest, I'm like, thank you, God. Like, you know, because of little national pre- pressure and uprising, global even, you people are now uh, firing them and charging them. Charging but I them. thought, and you know, and I think about it and I think like, um, you know, like it doesn't stop there right like yeah you get fired but where do they go you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like do you because the thing is that after natural attention uh, is off of them like i'm so sure that these people get hired back in one way or the other they do one loop around here there yes. and they end up back on the force, or they yes. end up in some sister organization or whatever yes. and then like even the people who get charged right like a lot of times like after we hear about like oh so-and-so was fired or oh, so-and-so was charged we don't always follow the case until yeah. we hear about it in the news like oh this person actually got off and even though they're charged like are they going to get convicted because I think yeah. that's what it is and then even if they get convicted how long is their sentence because exactly. the, all those things like there's so much the the press guy. you know you know more than me but like all this stuff really matters and I think like it's like okay yeah that's cute that's the first step thanks what's next because it's like there's so much more that happens to actually get justice and to be honest, there's, there's nothing that you can do to bring back the life of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, and the countless other people who like were murdered at the hands of police. Um, but it's just like, we need to follow this through. And I think that's why a lot of people are saying like, you know, just because it's not posted on social media doesn't mean that these protests and these conversations aren't happening. And I think we also need to remember that because it's like, it doesn't stop with the person getting fired. There's yeah. more than that. Because yeah. as we can see with these protests and these and these videos that people are putting up, it runs deep. Police like shit in it. T- like this, this organ. <laughs> the the cops who pushed the old man on the floor. I was gonna say that. Didn't even yeah. check on him. They put
1: in a report he tripped and fell, right? But somebody released the footage. It then they said, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna suspend those two from the task force." Why did every all fifty seven officers? Because they they got, they're still police officers. All the remaining task force, they are resigned to show support.
0: 57 oh of them. 57. Go. So of, and that's why when people say there's no, uh, you know.
1: There's, no, there's uh, only a few bad apples. Only a few.
0: But all 59 are now gone. And just to add to our righteous indignation, you know, that is rightful, righteous. Um, the news just came out yesterday that a Florida department offered to hire each and every single one of them back.
1: Excuse each
0: me? Each and every single one of them back. Can you imagine?
1: This man <laughs> cracked his skull on the sidewalk and was bleeding, and, and they didn't even know, want to stop and check on him. And know, even when one tried like, to reach, yes, to know, I was about to say you know, one,
2: one tried, they know, said, "Don't push, push, push him away." away. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: Where's your compassion and empathy?
0: Can you imagine? in in and um, President Donald, hmm, hey, he's don't on, don't he's don't on Twitter don't right don't now. Don't <laughs> I
2: can't hear that name. He's, trying,
0: he's trying to troll a 75 year old man. Just like, oh, you know, he might be a part Atifa. You know, he's trying to scan. I'm just like,
1: he's 75, bringing a helmet back to y'all that y'all dropped.
2: <laughs> and that's how y'all pay him. Charles, Charles, you got me with that name, bro. I can't. I, can't, I, can't. <laughs> I You know, I, I really, uh, Gabe, and Gabe and I were talking about this a lot, right? Like, I think we talk about leaders, right? um and how you know you benefit um you benefit from the 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 platform that you have from people like us all the time right like so either way like we are giving something to you so that you are able to have that platform maybe we didn't put you in that platform board but the attention that we give or the responses that we or just you know just like the acknowledgement that you you have demonstrates that you also have a social responsibility to be present and to be um, vocal when it comes to matters that affect that community, right? And not that, you know, of course, Donald Trump, you know, he clearly demonstrates that he does not stand for, you know, black and brown communities or communities of color, whatever. But I think the thing that really, I said, I cannot hear this man's name at all anymore. When there was a report that came out about, and y'all, I I got subscriptions to New York Times and Washington Post, they all come to my email. But you know, Essentially, he said something, he was saying George Floyd would be happy right now. He'll be proud because, because of the fact that the unemployment rate went down. So I'm because kidding. more jobs were added in May, he said that people would, he said George Floyd would be happy right now to know that people have jobs. I said, you know, I I How I do just, you know? Make it make sense. Wasn't he just alive about two weeks ago? Was he happy? Said, Did he <laughs> you know he would be happy to be alive like thank you he would, like he would have been happy to leave that circumstance knowing that he's still alive yeah. and you are taking his name you're taking his name and you're using it for your own benefit i don't Figured. know what god has in store for this man but y'all <laughs> nah, can we can
1: we talk about the photo op that he did outside the church the bible upside down
2: upside down
1: uh. <laughs> How the news did a side by side
2: (laughs) the protesters versus him. I was like, Lord God Almighty. Ah, I just.
1: Somebody said, "Is that your Bible?" He was like, "It's a Bible." It's a Bible.
2: (laughs) Honestly, Trump makes me laugh, bro. (laughs) I just, I, I can't, bro. Like, I, I really can't. So that's, I. Oh, Jesus Christ. The the headache
0: that I, I got this week was from. You know, the polls that came out, uh, you guys know, and it was like uh, 38% of America is happy with Trump. And that just kind of makes me lose my mind because it's not not a bipartisan thing. Like, you know, I, I need people to understand that, like, you know, the reason why we're so, you know, against Trump is not because a Republican Democrat thing. Like, you know, we can you can disagree with a conservative and like, you know, this person still makes intellectual sense. You know, they can Mm -hmm. still rationalize their ideas and everything. It's not, but this person continually chooses the wrong side of history and mocks it.
2: Mm. And
0: it's just so insane that 38% of America Mm. I'm just like okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can rock with that. It <laughs> must be Candace Owens, though. Definitely her.
2: She's not. a coon. No. I need please, I'm, I'm please. Name. please. Oh, I'm
0: like, that oh, name is no worse one. than Donald Trump. Please don't bring I mean, her in. Mean, listen, <laughs> listen. listen. Please you know don't what? Bring her
2: Charles, when you said that, I'm like, so who y'all surveying? Because I ain't <laughs> even no survey in my <laughs> Honestly, email. Honestly, I was thinking about <laughs> that. Where did y'all get these numbers from? Because if you <laughs> really want to know, pull up. Like I will send you my email right now because like I don't get it. These little surveys, who y'all talking to? Because you're talking you're not talking. I just I I I just I can't I can't. Can we this can point. we talk
1: about how two weeks ago, well four weeks ago at this point, people were protesting with guns, AK forty seven, flags, <laughs> they get haircuts and their nails done, <laughs> and we are just saying don't kill us.
2: Exactly, and, and we have the whole problem. military
1: and um, armed guards
2: out in every state. That's why that I'm just so like critical. I'm like I feel like this thing has to be a spirit it because it it's just like how can you? Is a because, I, because how can you? Like, you know, we see the pictures of, like you said, the protesters with guns pushing cops and or uh, state officials or whatever, like, I think I even saw one state official, she even brought her own like military group to protect her because her like, uh, the, the day before, everybody uh, like white, white people, whatever, were up in there with guns. They had like, they weren't wearing masks. They were like screaming in their faces, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you see that. And there is like, it's clear as day, like, there's no confusion about the picture. And then you see people peacefully protesting and you mm-hmm. see uh, cops doing what they're doing. Like, I'm just like, you actually have to be in complete denial. It's not even about like, oh, do I agree with it or not? Like, let's just talk about like, what do I see with my own two eyes? Mm-hmm. And like, I, the fact that people even disregard that is just like, like, Charles, like you said, it's like, this is not a bipartisan issue. It's not about whether you believe in the Democratic Party or the Republican. It's just like, do you believe in humanity? Like, do you yeah. think that people should be treated well, treated exactly. equally, I think. I mean, this nation has shown time and time again that they are clearly not for you know they the answer is no you know praise God but I just I I I I think that's what baffles me and it makes me just like just makes me want to shrink because I just like I'm like I can't how can we fight this fight when people this is who we're going up against people who literally deny reality like I don't under I can't I can't fathom that it's just and for it's really me odd. for
0: me I don't I don't think. At least for me, my goals, uh, let me speak for myself. I'm, my goal when I speak is I don't want, I don't care if people become less racist. Like there's, I mean, it's too hard of a work to try to convince someone not to be racist. Mm. Just don't affect me. <laughs> like, with if you're racist? If you want to be racist, <laughs> be racist over there, you know. Just don't allow it to, you know... Infringe on you know these people's rights. Don't let it infringe. Mm. If you want to be discriminatory, cool. I mean, you know, hopefully the next generation, your children, children would like you know see how you know the folly of your logic and everything, and you know grow up to be you know not racist and everything. But my goal is at least let's just destroy the systems. You know, there's a racist uh, system let's destroy this. You know, if you want to be racist, go be racist, you know, go have a field day or whatever, as long as it doesn't, you know, actually physically and, you know, socially harm, you know, us and everything. Cause you know, it's, it's, th- there's no way that I can convince someone that like, Hey, you need to value me, you know, me educating them, me screaming at them, you know, I can shake them from here until Jesus comes, you know, and you know, there's nothing I can do to make them value, me. you know, uh, it's about me now, you know, As <laughs> he's saying. It's guys, but, it's, it is.
2: <laughs> but I think about that, like, rate, like, the reason why racist, like, the whole thing of, like, racism and discrimi- discrimination, it, what is it? It, like, it hinges on the fact that there's a group in power and there's a group that's not in power, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a group, group mm-hmm. that is dominating versus not. And I think, like, I mean, yeah, I just, I think it's, like, it's impossible for uh, someone's racist ideology to not impact any group like unless our skin color changes like it is going to impact the group that has been marginalized the most and being in america like that is what it is like if we were in the uk or something like that maybe it's like refugees or immigrants or something like that but i think like that's what racism is like that's what it's hinged on there's a there's a group that is in power and they are using their power to um i guess i don't even know how to finish that sentence but they're using it to like i don't know harass or whatever um, the group that's not in power so okay. I understand what you're saying but I'm just like I don't know I don't think it I don't it don't yeah, work yeah, like yeah. that bro.
0: <laughs> yeah it definitely doesn't work like that uh, it's you know systemic you know uh, it's, it's something that's you know, put inside the ground, like, you know, people think that, like, oh, you know, I'm not racist, so, you know, there's not racism, that's not how it works, you know, right? you know, we're seeing trees from, you know, that was in the ground from 300 years ago, these are things that are planted by the next generation that you inherited, and, you know, this is the systems that we're seeing, like, you know, it might have not been you, might not even been your forefathers, like, you know, this is from way back in the days, and, you know, we're seeing, you know, the stock, you know, the, the, the racist, you know, all this happened. And we're just trying to cut it down, you know, we're just trying to cut this down and stuff like that. We're not even trying to say like, hey, you know, stop your stir Like for me, it's like that's that's a whole nother battle. Like I don't yeah. I don't think I can just like, you know, PhD you to, you know, uh, because that's what I've been saying on Instagram. I'm like, oh I have a PhD, you know, don't shoot me yeah like, well, even if I don't have a PhD, like, still don't shoot me, like, you know.
2: Right, right,
0: right. right. Like, please, I do be like, you know. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I don't need accolades to, you know, be a human and stuff like that. Like, I can be values, the, right. uh, I can be a servant and still, like, you know, uh, to God be views me as someone, you know, who deserves life and everything. Um, hey, they need an encounter with Jesus. <laughs> Honestly.
2: <laughs> I,
1: um, I don't know what happened. Are you done, Charles? You cut oh, you yeah, off? yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, like, we live in PG County, right? So you can go days, weeks, without seeing another white person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found out the other day that Black people make up 13% of the U.S. population.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, excuse me? Like, we're mm-hmm. only 13%. That means if I leave this DMV area and go to another state... Cuckoo sha, I'm I'm definitely outnumbered. <laughs> like I'm outnumbered. Um, at my last job, I, y'all yeah, I know that I was the only person of color. Like I was the only mm. person of color. Yeah. Now it was a it, it was weird for me because I'm so used to being around you know, Caribbean, African blacks, Hispanics, some Asians. You know, like mix it up. You know. <laughs> With only thirteen percent, and mm. it, it baffles me that thirteen percent. Like we're um it kind of make I kind of realized, like, it makes sense why companies aren't diverse. Mm. Because they're, the, like, we're 13%. So they literally make up over 60 70% of the country, like, white people. So to them, it's just, like, I mean, we don't really see y'all. Like, mm. we don't, like, like, they're mostly around white people. So they're going to pick who's around them. As for mm. us, we are, we're used to diversity. We're used to diverse, you know, high schools, from diverse, diverse communities, diverse church who are mostly predominantly black so it's like for us we're like why don't you understand like hire black people but all mm-hmm. we see every day is black people and mm-hmm. for us in america they don't really see black people and we were literally the only white people at the amusement park and some girl stopped us like yo where are your accents from we're like the dmv but realize that mm-hmm. like everybody there was whites you know and it's mm-hmm. like that's people's reality like you you might be the only black person or one or five black people somewhere but I was just like I understand why companies aren't diverse because like they only see themselves
2: so but you know why that is strategic though yeah it's not you know like it's not a happenstance it's like we just there's no like black women are graduating like you don't try to say like the most educated
1: demographic (laughs) right you want to keep the perfect picture Mm -hmm. so I was just like Mm -hmm. wow we're really like Imagine it's like we're really a small entity of the United States fighting, literally fighting. And do you know
2: there's a statistic that I read maybe like last year? I read that the percentage of black men in prison is actually higher than the percentage of black men that actually live. Yes. From day to day. How yes. disgusting is that?
1: And somebody broke it down. Somebody was basically you know you're no lawyers. You can always you can fix this for me, but someone was saying like when slavery <laughs> ended, they needed a way to keep people mm-hmm. working so when you're when you're when you're in yeah. prison you are technically a slave to the state the 13th it's amendment mass, thank you so mass incarceration is like the next way to keep people enslaved and it's you see people getting petty crime doing petty crime getting in long sentences like this one guy he's in he was in jail for 39 years and he did he stole nine dollars during a burglary and i'm just like y'all really want like even watching just mercy like you know how we that movie that um, tore, tore me up but it's like they give large sentences sentences to petty crime and like the people in jail that are in jail for marijuana or prison for marijuana charges but now marijuana is legal you see white people have mm. whole businesses cannabis business mm. dispensing it and thriving but you really know people that are in prison right now for having like an ounce or having yeah. a ounce. bag and it's just Listen. like I just like it's just like I think I've been and Jerry snapped on four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they snapped, okay? Because I it's like people that. in jail and it's so like just another way to keep black people up <laughs> Yeah, it is.
0: And, and, and it just seems like a tag team from like yeah, not to be it like so super political. It just seems like a tag team from like um Republicans and Democrats, like, you know. it it, historically is not like just Republicans, it was Democrats too. Like, you know, we look at uh, the Nixon era uh, when they started the war on drugs. I love how one professor said it, that like the war on drugs was the equivalent of, let's say you have, you know, a midterm, a finals coming up, then you have like, you know, one little small little assignment, you know, instead they ignore the finals, they ignored all that. And then they looked at this like, you know, small homework assignment just like hey this is what we need to focus on and stuff like that and they <laughs> try to amplify this war on drugs and stuff like that that's when they started militarizing the police yeah, they yeah. started sending it into the police uh you know and it's just it's like yep.
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's just like what why are we criminalizing you know drug users when drug users like we, we, how other countries treat drug users are like you know Mental ill patients and stuff like mm. that. Like, oh, you send social workers there. You don't no, send police. But they flip the
1: slip when yeah. opioid happened. When opioid yeah, addiction yeah, yeah. happened. Yeah, how do you. They, opioid, I, I actually work with opioid. And you went from so crack babies to opioid they're like, children. Okay. They're so like, they nice. They care to about them. opioid more than
2: crack.
0: Like, <laughs> like, like they're, so, they're so nice to them. Like, you know, um, well, it's just like, muscle. how much funding do we have them? Like, you just see, you literally, um, if you go uh Johns Hopkins, um, University of Maryland, uh NIH there's a joint program where they're throwing money literally throwing money uh at this research and everything crack
1: problem my last job I was doing a marketing campaign for opioid addiction in DC and if you see how they have like different entities like first responders the Mm -hmm. chief medical officers um Doctor, physicians, lawmaker, health policy, like everybody comes to a room. If you see how divided that room was, you know DC has a heroin problem for years, and they were ignored. Yeah. You know, yeah. once opioid addiction hit, oh, wait. DC was like, we don't have an opioid addiction, we have mm-hmm. a heroin problem, but we'll mm-hmm. take this money. And people were just like, but when it was crack. Yeah, all dehumanize the Black community, yeah. but now that we have white people coming into DC and now Oprah is a the thing in the United States, y'all want to stop the problem? No, hmm. how, that, people are like how do you go from crack babies to opioid children?
2: Like they were, it was like it was like high school in that room. I'd be sitting down like, it <laughs> was dropping all the team. Tea. Like my heart, um, my heart is beating so fast because it's just like, and people were so like, uh, if you haven't w- watched the Thirteenth um, documentary, you need to go watch. The, it's like it's just it's like you can't you can't stop watching it like it's just and the thing is i think like that's why i'm so big on of course like education but like knowledge really is power. power. because we were saying oh clinton he a black man no. No, no clinton is the clinton is the reason why our police is as military militarized as it is today and it's like mm-hmm. i didn't even and it's like we 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 love when these politicians you know dap us up or whatever and try to like be propaganda little. no like because and what i say like he was a democrat i don't know if reagan was a democrat or republican but Republican, um, republic but it's just like these like man the this the connection between um what is happening today and what happened in the past and politics and money and power like all of those things have such an it's like an inter um like a like a int- uh, what is an intimate connection mm-hmm. and you know when I was teaching my kids I would we would, I, we would recite it I said what do white people want money and power like we were, I had, because I needed it to, to get them ingrained in their man yeah. like because they would ask me why did they do this mm-hmm. why did this happen I said and my mm-hmm. school's very diverse and I was like because people like white men typically and I told them like white men were the people who were able to own land who were able to vote all that I'm like they wanted to remain in power and they wanted to remain wealthy because if you think about it like the southern economy thrived off of slavery and because yeah. they didn't if, if slaves were free that mean that they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have anyone to make their money mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why they put that clause in the 13th amendment like all of it is so and I'm like this this whole thing about like you know money is a root of or the love of money is the root of all evil I'm like <laughs> this thing can really take people's souls and transform them so that you can it's just like it's so crazy and I think about man like when you understand like how politics and stuff like that operate that's why I'm just like y'all we need to be involved in these elections we need to be involved in who our local councilman is like yeah it it may not be interesting to you but these people make decisions about your future children yeah and you're saying like it's not important it is important because at some point, oh, let
0: me oh, just, you know, when people say uh, just, you know, go down blue the ballot and stuff like that. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no yeah. Because
2: not. what's Joe Biden about
1: to do for us? <laughs> Joe Biden don't know nothing. <laughs> if you what's don't Joe vote Biden? for me, you're not black. black. Come on now. No, you say you ain't black. black. Sorry. You ain't black. black. You ain't black. You ain't black. black. And, and what's so, so
0: crazy about <laughs> the Clinton thing is you know, at least, you know, let's give him some... He's on
1: trial empathy, right now.
0: Empathetic. Like, you know, at least... Okay. So, like, him and Hillary, you know, they at least recognize, I guess, you know, to some extent. You They're know, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we did, you know, make a mistake and stuff like that. All we got was a sorry.
2: Right. People are, know, in like, I'll, I'll, I'll are in jail. People's fathers are gone from jail their household. That. And we you're got, saying you sorry. Know, reverse the freaking law. You know.
0: Like, know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sorry, you know, we dropped the ball.
2: Amy right, Cooper apologies all y'all little, all y'all little graphics on IG <laughs> get it out of here because I'm a good writer I can I can write your copy right now for you anybody who knows how to use Canva with a Gmail account yeah look at the cute little graphic okay <laughs> I don't want your apologies stop killing us period like I don't get like I just and I think when it comes to policing I think we're so because police they're the main ones we see on the cameras killing people like us they're the they're the main ones we see so we direct our anger towards people like Chauvin towards people like George Zimmerman towards people like I don't even care what their other names are but we direct our anger towards them not knowing that these people that they're respecting their orders from their supervisors from their commissioners from their mayors they're the ones that are putting pressure on these uh, lower graded policemen to make these decisions So I feel like what Deb was saying with elections, those are super important because those are the people that are actually in charge. Yeah. Of what we see. Yeah. And I think, and that's why we talk when it's like... When people say, like, deep on the police or what, it's like, this, there, there literally needs to be a transformation in the system. There like, it is, so, and Nicole, the way you just kind of brought it back, like, it goes deeper than the people that we see on the front line every day. Yeah. This is deep, and it's deep-rooted. It's seated in so many industries that we, that are supposed to be taking care of us. You see it in healthcare, you see it in education, you see in it in photography! Jobs, and for, it's everywhere. in Netflix, and Nikon, Sony, I didn't know they were racist. Wait. So it's just. Like, on Twitter. Like literally, they used to. They only um made pictures black and white on purpose, so they can't see black people in color. <laughs> That's how it all started off. Literally.
0: It's it's so crazy. Um, that deb like deb mentioned healthcare. That like, mm. I, I want I want people mm. to understand this. Like, if, if I was to spread like one message other than Jesus, that you know we are <laughs> human. You know we are human. Like don't like there's sometimes we over elevate or under elevate you know black people's ability like we over elevate you know their ability to withstand pain Mm -hmm. like you know so which is why like you know the first literally the first thing i thought of when you know the police officer was you know uh standing on uh george floor i was thinking of black women like you know constantly you know is yeah and birth and everything like hey you know, I, I'm feeling pain right now, and you know, there's this silly TikTok. You know, this t- nurse just laughing at like, you know, like, mm. you guys are just you know, you guys are just hyping it up. You guys are over exaggerating. No, black people are just like, you, like, um, one thing that I t- uh, was telling my friend, like, you know, if you look at literature, like how it's written, like you know, when they personify uh, white women, oh, mm-hmm. she was, soft. Soft-
2: she was like, you know,
0: Dawson, yeah, she's was delicate and all that. But when it comes to Black oh, she was strong.
2: She was- Aggressive. Yeah. She was aggressive and all that.
0: With and her broad we,
2: arms and broad hips. And we see and that- coarse stereotype. hair. We see that
1: Coarse hair, praise
2: God.
0: We see that stereotype, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> see that stereotype turn into microaggressions yeah. that affect human lives. That like, yeah. it's not just yeah, like yeah. the police. It's, it's in hospitals mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And we really need to address this problem. Like, you know, a, a, of course, you know, I'm defunding the police and everything. But I'm also, you know, let's address uh, nurses and everything, too. Like, yeah. look at these people as humans. Like, you guys have chosen a profession to, mm. you know, save human lives. View these people as human and save their lives.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that we have to say, it's like, I just, you know, like, this, this is what you signed up for. You know, like, imagine if I, like, you know, I, my job is to teach children, of course, and, like, they all come in like, mm. Billy has orange hair I don't like orange haired kids I'm just gonna let him you know I'm just gonna let him ride out in the back like I just and I can only imagine the uproar that would come right like Mm -hmm. my lip like I chose this profession because I wanted to educate children and i'm now refusing to educate children i actually it's like so don't do the job bro like go somewhere else go somewhere it where you're not really affecting that many people you know i'm trying to say like don't be on the front lines where you are literally your job is to service people and because of your implicit bias which you need to get checked you don't want to do that and it's just like i i used to work as a medical
1: scribe because i wanted to be um a physician assistant I did it for eighteen months, so I'll, I'll basically shadow the doctors and take their notes for them and see how they treat um treat the patients. Yeah, like you know, come in like a twenty five year female woman comes in with chest pains, no prior history. Patient said that she ate Popeyes and started experiencing heart palpitations. Da da da. Onset three days. Da da da. Patient took X, y, and Z. So I did. On our ch- we do the exam. I check everything off. Um, and I can tell you right now, I probably, out of. All doctors I worked with, maybe t- one or two of them actually cared about, maybe three, cared about mm-hmm. the patients. Everybody else is—they're—they're there for the money. They don't care about the patients. Like I've—I'm I've, rare to see a, a patient, a doctor really care about the well-being of a patient. Now, what do they want? Money. Money. And <laughs> like literally, I know when
0: you ask a bad, them, like, go I'm, go inside a different field. Go no, I, go get a business degree. No, go, you know,
1: just. Like when I asked them, Join your they, regret, they regret being in the medical field. And it's just like, it shows in how they treat their patients. Like, they don't believe their stories, they don't believe stuff like hmm. that. Even like, you know, with Serena Williams, she said that she was having chest pains. And the doctor yeah. was like, nah, you're good. She's like, no, I'm, I'm going to pay for this exam. And she had PE. Like, you know, she had a, she had like a what, blood clot in her lung. Like, yeah, Serena yeah. Williams, she's not poor, okay? She hmm. can afford that exam. And it's like, I, I honestly, being in the hospital, working with doctors and nurses, I believe it. And I, yeah. I don't
2: think we realize how much what we take in affects what we what we take in affects how we see the world. Imagine growing up in a white family, you, you're at the dinner table and your dad is just talking about how black men are mm-hmm. the n words. You watch TV, when you look at superheroes, what who what superhero have you seen as a black person? At a shock. So, name them. That is, shock. Who else?
1: is it black lightning? The show? Who else? Luke. Cage? Even if you name all the Falcon.
2: superheroes that are black, white uh, like, <laughs> superheroes will still outnumber them. Right, it's like ten of us, maybe. Literally, maybe. Black Panther is the most I know. Shoot. <laughs> but what you what you see on TV will literally dictate how you perceive life so like imagine that doctor imagine all he's seen about black people all his whole life that's why i hate shows like murray or jerry springer Mm. because they make black women and black men look crazy yeah all we talk about is baby mama baby father fighting each other and imagine that you're taking all that information in the white the grandmother that's walking across the street and she sees a black man um, walking across the street too. What does she do? Her purse. She clenches her purse, not because she's ever been attacked by a black man, because what she's heard. Mm-hmm. It's these things don't even really happen to these people. It's what they're they don't. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
1: even um, after Black Panther came out, I was on Twitter and this popular Asian show, Korean show, they went on the streets and asked people, "What's your perception of black people now that you've seen Black Panther?" And before they was like, "I thought people, black people were ghetto, hmm. um, not articulate." um all the stuff and they said, well I thought Black Panther, the women are very graceful, they're strong, they can fight, they're intelligent, they're cool, blah, blah blah But it's like Black Panther to change people that live in Korea's mind about black people. Cause they're not really they're not able to see black people every day like we are. So they yeah. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. they use movies media and
2: media, yeah. Yeah.
1: To, to be their resource. But Black Panther came out in twenty eighteen. <laughs> and that's when we that convinced some people like, oh wow, black people are not what I thought they were. And that's Sad. Trash. Like. But now that we said that, I want to jump into the next part of the convo. I know I was about to say. Is talking about black, 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 blah. I'm black and I'm proud. But this called not your girl talks. Right. Right here on this podcast. Right, right. During. Okay. so Let's let's shift it to our community because I feel like we're the only ones. Not we, not we, but feel are the only ones that like doing rah 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 rah, and everybody's you know on the fence either like,
2: they just woke up or they're still on the
1: fence <laughs> no like um so if you if you follow the instagram account i released a guide um on how um as a nigerian-american how to like basically understand that we are black though we may be from nigeria we may be Igbo, yoruba fulani edo Kalaba, <laughs> um kukusha we're still black okay we still find the black. And we right. understand that black Americans are the same as us. And us that live in America, when a cop sees you, he just sees the n word Okay. Like this keep it right. moving. Like he just sees a black person. Um he's mm-hmm. not saying, ah, oh, she looks Ghanaian. Ah, oh, she looks Nigerian. Oh, she looks like she's a Yoba girl from Lagos. No, <laughs> not <laughs> right. <that. laughs> yeah. and I basically broke down the history and how when the civil rights when the civil rights um act was um, red right in 1964 it basically brought away for the immigration act of 1965 which allowed our parents our grandparents mm. to migrate to the u.s so when the black americans mm. were protesting they were protesting for us to have ways to come to america and i feel like sometimes i nigerians we take our pride a little bit too much so it it boosts our ego a little bit because people think mm-hmm. oh I mean, I'm educated. If I made it in America, why can't they? Da, da, da. And we fall mm-hmm. into that immigrant mentality, which is thinking we're yeah. better than those who were born here because they have more opportunities and we came with less and we still made it. Now, that's just God's favor upon your life. Don't think right. about it. It's not your own doing. But I wrote a guide, and a lot of people were saying like, this guy helped soften their heart and open their mind to like, oh, wow, maybe I should care more about Black Lives Matter. Maybe I should understand it opened the door for them to do more research um and i want to just talk about that like as nigerians and this we see we, we, we've seen trayvon martin we saw michael brown jr we saw yeah. um eric, eric gardner. gardner we saw matthew um yeah. we saw brianna taylor we saw mod and we're now seeing um george floyd and there's other who have, oh even um um castro um yeah, yeah We. Others, like, thing. i can name like we saw all of it we even watched movies like that the hate you give slim, mm. queen, queen of slim
2: mm-hmm. just
1: mercy a is when they see us um we've seen all these things Ooh,
2: yeah
1: yeah i didn't watch that i can't i'm sorry um i can't i can't sleep at night um, yeah. so seeing all this us as, as being nigerians like there's like okay we're not technically like, we're first-gen Americans. Like, our parents don't have roots like we do in America. And, yeah. But we are so passionate about it. And I want to talk about that. Like, what's your take on it? And how can we, like, as a community, like, really be integrated, like, as Nigerians? It's like, open Oof. the door to understanding.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I'm about to get fired up. So, one, <laughs> one, thing, one thing that I tell people all the time is that this... The economy. This split between, um, uh, what do they call it? ADOS, uh, American Descendants of Slaves, uh, as uh, MLK uh, penned it, um, mm-hmm. and you know others, uh, you know whether that's in uh, Haiti, in Nigeria, Ghana, um, even blacks who are living in French, uh, France, and you know just all over.
2: The split.
0: That's a new thing. That's a new thing. You know, this isn't something that's, you know, that goes way back in the, uh, you know, 1900s, you know, eight, uh, 1800s. That's something new. Mm. And it is really important that we don't let this newfound split tarry. You know, this is, this is, this is a split that occurred in order to conquer and divide. That the only, uh, I, I, Lord bless her. Candace Owens, like, I, um, there was a tweet that um, she sent last uh, year, and she, she was praising Nigerian, Nigerian Americans, Nigerian. using them as this token of, hey, you know, black people, you know, they're, they're black, and they're in America, they succeed, they're the most educated immigrant group, so why can't blacks? Do not
2: ever <laughs> try we don't to need really your militarize
0: us against you know other black people because
2: right we didn't give you permission not, honey
0: like we the only reason why we're able to succeed is because we were benefit we benefit off the inheritance that the blacks, you know you know created here that yeah. like. Any, anything that we plant in America is because, you know, they dug the soil and they made it soft Thank for you. us and everything. Yeah. But, wow. You know, I, I want people to realize that this is a new split. This is, it, it doesn't have to be this way that like, you know, some of the best fighters that, um, you know, Fela Kuti was always here. You know, you guys know, he's my favorite artist. You know, he was always here. You know, Franz Fanon, you know, he's a Caribbean born uh, man who lived in uh, France. You know, we were all together. You know, um, that's uh, you know, all the Black Panthers are, you know reading his work, uh, Black Math, Black Mass, White Skin, and um, The Wretch of the Earth. You know, all this Pan African, this African diaspora is very important that we come together. That that you know, we look at each other like if we are have a dna test with you know with uh baba Tunde and you know someone whose last name is johnson and we're to trace it back we're probably from the same place like you know we are legit family like you know we're we're cousins who grew up in you know a different place how i think about it is i'm not sure if you guys uh watch blackish but like i think of that episode you know uh with the cousins um you know they came in and you know they're just like, you know, oh, I don't like my cousins and stuff like that because they haven't seen them in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, a opposition force, like, you know, try to bully the cousins. And then the cousins just like, wait, hey, these are my cousins. Like, you know, this is my family, you know, like, hey, stop that. And then they had to sit-down conversation. They are just like, well, I'm sorry. You know, I, I thought you were bougie and stuff like that. Then they were just like, well, I thought you guys thought you were better than us. Mm-hmm. It was just this drawn-out conversation that they had. And then they and it was just like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, we're family. You know, we, we just grew up in different places. Like, our experiences are different there. Um, like, it's – what what black people face here um, is, is – is, is so harsh like it's, it's really harsh um and what bl- uh black nigerians face inside nigeria is so harsh you know yeah. i grew up seeing my family members you know bleaching their skin because you know yeah. they're still uh, yeah. affected yeah. by yeah. colonialism you know they're still affected by like uh not even able mm-hmm. to use their own language you know some uh there's a misconception that like you know nigerians uh you know own nigeria you know share on a surface level but like you know it's so much eurocentric things that you know yep. it almost feels like they're displaced like you know they're just like um if they're not using uh english they don't feel like they're educated you know mm-hmm. someone using Yoruba, they're just like you know they call it vernacular like it's just like this you know side little thing that in some schools they don't even teach it like you know yeah. you can't learn your own <laughs> language inside nigeria imagine the uh psychological like stress the trauma that like you know everything that you do is less than so like you know Inside Nigeria, um, I'm speaking from like a Nigerian standpoint, but I'm sure it's like the same way, especially in uh, a lot of West Africa, that like everything Nigeria produces is less than what the Western uh, Europeans produce. So mm. you know, we're we're, we're dealing with uh, colonialism, and you know, Black Americans are dealing with systemic uh, systemic racism, and it's just a different fight in different places. Yeah, so like, so when, uh, I think it's important for Nigerians to realize that you know, Black lives matter is important and that, you know, we catch the spirit and, you know, we're to come together and realize that their fight is our fight and that, you know, our fight, you know, shall be their fight and everything. Um, But this is gonna be a long, drawn out conversation for generations, you know, uh, with just not, you know, Nigerians, you know, with uh, Ghanaians, with uh, Mm. Kenyans, um, even South Africans and everything. we really need to come together, and I'm I'm excited to see it because you know I think people are starting to understand. They're 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 starting to understand that like oh. You know, there they, America as blessed as it is. There's someone who's oppressed inside this blessed area, like you know. There's yes. a. Bu- over there and then there's a child inside like the corner of the room and everything like Mm -hmm. oh their problems are actually severe and stuff like that um and one thing that i proclaim to like black people is that like you know don't take our pride um like too hard you know that is something that no i'm not trying to excuse it like don't take it too hard that's our way of that's our psychological defensive mechanism to combat, you know, everything that we're dealing with in Nigeria that like, you know, mm,
2: like yeah. if we don't
0: think that we're better than everyone else, then we wouldn't be able to succeed. We have to put on that defense mechanism. like Especially when we come inside a new territory that like, Hey, cause I am the best that doesn't matter where I am, you know, yeah. I'm going to succeed and everything. Um, unfortunately, that same pride, you know, allows people like, um, I'm not sure if you guys uh, like you know are close to like Nigeria Twitter, but like a lot of Nigerian Twitter actually love like you know Conservative Party. They love Trump and stuff like that. They they love that. Trump. So, you know they they love that boot. You know pull yourself up by the boot mindset sh- uh, and everything. And from someone who doesn't know the history of Black Americans, I can see why they think that way. But it's so flawed. It's so very so flawed. Um, you know, black, black, black people, black magic. Like, it, that's what we, you know, like, you know, this black excellence that, you know, occurs inside the black community that started like, you know, 400 years ago since they touched ground on, um, you know, in America. Everything that they touched was just so amazing. Um, whether it was music, whether it was just culture and everything. They built a Black Wall Street, you know. They did all these amazing deeds and everything. Every single thing that they built was always sabotaged. Yep. And then, you know, they're pushing. You know, every every other group, you know, who's been sabotaged, you know, they got compensation. Okay, you know, sorry, all right. You know, uh, here you guys go, uh, money. Here's area and stuff like that. Black people no you know they didn't they're just like all right cool you know we don't need representations you know we're gonna do it fine we're gonna build our black wall street we're gonna do fine and stuff like that mm-hmm. destroy okay cool we're gonna do civil rights and then we're gonna be fine okay cool war on drugs kill our leaders kill, kill our leaders, kill black, line. leaders all these um uh mlk's gone um uh, you know, they, it, it's just a constant struggle, and you got um, people, especially immigrants, have to come with the idea. So <laughs> it's okay, Charles. Sorry,
2: it's take take like a, breath. a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath.
0: I need my Nigerians to understand that, like, these are our brothers. These yeah. are our sisters. Yeah. We should love them. Um, and I use the example of jazz. Um that or improv, uh, improv to acting and stuff like that. If you come inside, uh, you know, someone just dancing and everything, um, you miss like 30 minutes of the show and then you got to one part and you see them, you know, acting, You're just like, what are you doing? Like, you know, this doesn't make sense and everything. Well, it's because you missed 30 minutes of the show. Like you don't know uh-huh, what yes. they came through and everything. And I think mm-hmm. the job of Nigerian Americans um, Especially with the movement. So I compare this movement to jazz uh, rather than classical music because historically revolutions are like jazz. They're not classical. There's not a one conductor thing. That's romanticized like leadership. Like, you know, like the Civil Rights Movement wasn't just MLK. One person. Martin Luther King. You know, there were so many hands. Uh, You know, there was uh, Bernard Russin, you know, just all these people, you know, so it was jazz, you know, so the reason why I like I make that schism between uh jazz and uh, classical music with jazz it's like <laughs> death struggling <laughs> but
2: <laughs> sorry Debbie.
0: but with jazz um you know if you see like some of the best jazz albums, you know. It's, it's a freestyle. Like, you know, they don't come with a sheet of music and everything. Uh, when I used to play saxophone, that was like some of my favorite things. It was called a jazz session. You know, someone will play a beat, you know, and then you'll start to, you, this is the most important part. You listen, you know, you're just like, all right, okay. You know, you see someone, okay, what goes on with that beat? Then you start adding your own music, your own rhythm to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Next person, they start listening. What can I add to it? And that's how revolutions are started. It's not just you know one leader, it's a freestyle of everyone finding where they can get in, you know what they can add on to the revolution, what they can add on. you know not everyone's going to be a historian. that's okay. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to be a, a leader in history. You can be a leader in art. you can be a journalist. Especially, uh, we need journalists. Journalists are, you know, the pen pals with future historians. We need you guys. Like, you don't, you, don't, you, you can be a photographer. Hi, down.
2: <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing, bro. This joint, everything is disrespectful. I don't know what's happening right now, but yeah.
0: like so, so we need people to listen to the beat, listen to, you know, what's going on, find out where they can come in. So with Nigerian Americans, it's important that we listen to the rhythm of the movement that's going on right now. When we hear Black Lives Matters, when we see like people protesting and stuff like that, don't, be, don't use this time to be confused. Like, you know, this is not the time to be confused. This is the Why time to get educated. they
1: rioting? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's this is the time question. that you get educated. This is the time that you ask questions. This is the time that you start reading more. You start listening, and then you find out what you can add to the beat and everything.
2: And I, um, and I think, like, a lot of times people don't realize how nuanced like the Black community is. Like, like black, like blackness is not uh, even even in the Black community there are and the, you know these are often like very uh, tension filled conversations. But like, there are people who are light skinned There are people who are mixed with other races. There are Afro Caribbeans. There are uh, Jamaicans. There are people who are from the UK. Okay, like black, like blackness is so nuanced. And I think for us as Nigerians, like, to, I don't know, it's just like, it's, it really, it like Charles said, like, you have to take the posture of a student. And I think a lot of times, like, we don't want to do that. Like, we just want to, like, assume that we know everything. And I think, like, even through this time, like, I really did not think about all the different entities that came with, you know, um, you know, just like that have been raised by the black community based on like what celebrities have done, like how people responded to them, like what, the, like there's all these different perspectives and opinions that black people are bringing to the forefront and it's like, this is, and I was like, you know, maybe I just need to like listen and observe because the, I don't, there is no right answer to it, but I do know that we have to go forth in unity. Like we have to pull together. And even though some people might like might not like this, we need our white brothers and sisters too not because Mm. like and it's not like a that's what i'm saying like cancel culture is like oh you done done done. who else getting car? it's like we actually can't go 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 who's next (laughs) right like it's like next because some of these people like if you look at the pictures with martin luther king jr like he wasn't just hand-to-hand with um he wasn't just hand-in-hand hand with white, with black people. Well, black mm-hmm. leaders, there were white people there too. Abolitionists, some of them are white. Like, so what you think was in the picture? The people who did the Montgomery bus boycott, the people who, um. there was also like another, there was like another boycott, like the, the diners, like the sit-ins. There were white people there too. And I think we have to be like, I think black people are on the defensive, so I get it. But I think I'm like, okay, at what point do we try to incorporate these different voices because you know, we're, there's strength in numbers, and we we need numbers to, you know, there's it's gonna take a long time to get these people out of power, y'all, and it's gonna take numbers to get them elected out of the like out of the White mm-hmm. House. We need we need numbers to pull up, and um, something that Maya White has, one of our friends, she has said, a Bible verse like people are using the Gospel of Jesus Christ like in a negative light or they're using it in a positive light like. I'm okay with it because like the, the gospel of Jesus is being preached kind of thing. And not necessarily, it's, it's different in this course, in this context, of course, but it's like, we just need, if people are talking about it, let's like, let's have those conversations happen. Um, and I don't know. It's just like, we have to just start the conversation somewhere to get people to a place of like, at least their eyes are open because before, how many years ago when Trayvon Martin was, you know, killed these conversations, it wasn't as potent as it is now. So, you know, we need everybody. Praise God. But the camera out because we don't need y'all.
0: We don't need no perpetrators. But, yeah. <laughs> we got we got the Amish people. We're gonna win. Like it, it's a wrap. As soon as they start again, it, it, you know, the the D's. No, <laughs> when Anonymous
1: came out of hiding, I'm like, <laughs> this, Anonymous. I, I was follow it. I was like, I need to find out. People They're like, I was actually scared. I said, I don't know if
2: yeah. I can rock <laughs> with
1: I was at first, <laughs> but when they started exposing like Trump's connection to that the the pedophile mm-hmm. guy, yeah, I
2: said who. Like,
0: do you know how wrong of the side of history you have to be to be the opposite of witches? Like, you know, our witches are saying that you're Uh, the bad people. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Say, Um, KKK, you guys are wrong. Wow. Like,
2: (laughs) so I wanted to add to what you guys are saying. So I i'm going to i'm not the devil's advocate god forget god forbid i'm jesus's advocate and um i just wanted to address the nigerian americans that are listening to the podcast and were probably very irritated with what charles was saying and with what deb was saying because they're like but these black people they call us african booty scratches our whole life how dare mm-hmm. you advocate for them and stuff of that nature um so i wanted scared. to specifically speak to the the christians who are listening to this and as charles was speaking i believe god he gave he gave me um luke chapter 10 from verse 28 to probably 35 it was basically the story of um the jewish man who was attacked by bandits Mm. and his clothes were stripped off and he was beat up and they left him dead beside the road and this was this is when god was saying love your neighbors as yourself and then God was asking, who is this Jewish man's neighbor? And in verse 31, it talks about how a priest came to him. He saw him lying there and he, didn't, he crossed to the other side. Verse 32 talks about a temple assistant. He walked over, he saw him lying there and he, he, he um, passed to the other side. But then a despised Samaritan, he came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. And he basically gave, um, gave him a room in a hotel. He gave him food and stuff of that nature. And if you know the history between Samaritans and, and Jewish people, they were racist towards each other too. They hated each other. So if we really want to put this in, in this picture of our current day, of course, there's a lot of tension between um, African um, Africans and Black people. Of course, there's some people who definitely hate the others. But what is love? Mm. Love is still seeing your Black brother like George Floyd laying on the road with mm-hmm. Chauvin's knee in his neck. You seeing that and actually wanting to address it. You seeing that and advocating for it. Not saying, Okay, these black people, they've treated me like trash my whole life, and then walking to the other side and saying, mm-hmm. I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. That's not love. That's hate. That's hatred and that's, that's bitterness very demonic. And you need to work on your heart. God says that we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. If your son, if your Nigerian son was laying on that ground with Chauvin's knee in his neck, what would you want to happen? You will, will burn the city down, okay? Nigeria was like this America? You would hear us. You will hear Nigerians. So the same energy that you would put in the protest, you would put on social media, you would put into votes, you need to put it now. Because we yeah. are our neighbors, and God has commanded us to love our neighbors yeah. like ourselves. So yeah, I just wanted to address Nigerian Americans who are irritated with um Day's post <laughs> and irritated yeah. with what Deb just said.
1: <laughs> um, for me, like what what you said, Nicole. Actually, yes. Um, for me, like I've I've been caught from African blue scratcher I've been told I smoke because you know your your mom cooks stockfish it sticks to your clothes I'm like, I've been told like my Bama because you know my mom wasn't buying Jordans for me you know like we weren't we weren't we were wearing very moderate clothes hand me down high my, waters and, yeah like call space okay. like, hey but um I've been teased like you know but so I told my, my 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 friend my wife, like when I go back home like Everybody that I grew up with basically still lives in Riverdale. Like, nobody really left Riverdale. Like, everybody's still in the same house. So, as so I go to Riverdale, I see the same people from my childhood. And, like, a couple months ago, I was at, I went somewhere. And one guy that bullied me so, like, I, I, I remember crying my eyes out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was walking, and I was nervous. because like, is he going to do it again, you know? But we're not 20. So, he was like, hey, what's up, beautiful? Hmm. and I was just like this bell called me ugly everything in the books like scarred hmm. me his whole crew scarred me but it, and then la- a couple before corona happened I saw another friend who teased me in middle school when I friend was another guy who teased me and he was like what's up gorgeous look at your number that's a little sister oh yeah like so much to like just chatting it up with me and I'm like this guy used to taunt me in middle Wait, school. did he know it was you yeah I like I exactly the same and it's just like The people that bullied me are now like, hey, gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. I was just like, as children, we were all ignorant to things. We said Mm -hmm. things out of our mind of ignorance, not knowing the repercussions or what we're planting other people. We said
2: things left and right. Like no one actually knows what that is. Like they we just said stuff. Like they and just said that. who scratches their people scratch the
1: booty in the shower. Okay. Who put lunch on that booty everybody do stuff to their booty? But African booty scratcher, it's a
2: mm-hmm, it that's it it
1: <laughs> So how was just like people say things I'm ignorance all the time? But as adults, like we unlearn things and unlearn yeah. truth. So who he is today, he's like, hey beautiful, what's up? Da-da-da. I can't be like Ah, uh, when I was in fifth grade, you threw rocks at me when I was walking home. I can't say stuff like that because he has changed. And I cannot hold the whole black community to experiences I have with individuals. I can't generalize everybody. I want to make sure that I'm fighting for everybody so that happens to other people groups. And that's why we're fighting. That's why I'm fighting because I don't want this to happen to any other group. I'm laying down my my uh childhood traumas and my right to be right down to say that yes, I'm fighting for my black brother, because at the end of the day, we're one body, like, Thank nobody's you. asking, like, Charles, are you to about evil, if I, I put this gun to your head? Put
2: that, exactly, they don't know that. that. Your name is Charles, yeah. it's not Papa Tuday, it's <laughs> what, you know, you know, what I think about, I think about that, um, so the, uh, what is it, the last Marvel movie, but no, I was saying in the, um, so someone took the Avengers, like, the last, the last movie, and they took that joint, and, like, with Captain America, and Thor, and Iron Man fighting against, um what's this guy's Thanos. name? Thanos. Thanos. And then they showed all like all the Avengers coming back and they labeled them like different groups they were talking about like um BTS or like, Korean uh like K-pop or whatever they were like white allies like black like they just had all the these no different creators, people. protesters yeah like that's it and, and then they 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 showed up and that's how they beat Thanos and I was like that's actually a very accurate description of what mm-hmm. we need and how we have to like try and move um, so that we can actually, like, there's one common enemy, bro, like, it's white supremacy, that's it. Very important, yeah, like. that's it. And that's who we need to focus our energy on. That's all. I was like, if we're just canceling everybody's twin, bro, Shabby, no, imagine if Iron Man needs to get canceled, though. You so, know
1: what? Some people get, need to get canceled because they're coons, like, Lisa <laughs> Simone was a coon. It's okay. You don't like, care about Black Lives Matter. It's okay, just say you don't care, and don't protect <sighs> your kids. Just say you don't care and keep it moving.
2: But there's a difference between those two like, okay, that's clear, like, you are clearly, you know, just, but then I think the other people who misspeak, right, because I think, I think, Alameda, you said this, but it's, like, some people who, oh, no, I think Gabe was talking about, it, it was, like, they're, like, we've, we've elevated our celebrities, but it's not, like, they're, um, and this is not to be shady or disrespectful, but it's not, like, they're, like, this group of cute, like, widely educated, and that's what, I saw a so, clip that um, Malcolm X said, he, no, it was Malcolm X,
1: he, he, I saw it yesterday, it's like, um, white people don't—they don't, they don't make their musicians, their athletes, their spokesmen, but the mm. black community do. We make our—and mm. it's a propaganda.
2: We don't to got, got nobody anywhere else. We don't got nobody anywhere else. That's probably why. Like we don't see ourselves showing up nowhere else except for in music and in sports. So of course, you know what I'm saying. Like we're gonna be like, oh rah rah rah. But I agree with you. Like we should not put them on the pedestal because they, you know, they fall too. Like they're human as well. But yeah, that's all. That's where we are. Like. I, I get it, anyway, sorry. All
0: you. our All our geniuses are taking, like, you know, you know how um, inside, like, uh, tech, they say that, like, you know, uh, Silicon Valley, like, takes all the geniuses and stuff like that. In a similar way, mm-hmm. diver, uh, diversity and inclusion takes all our geniuses. Like, you know, <laughs> they're now being the spokesperson of these companies and stuff like that instead of being the leaders of our, you know, communities and wow. everything. So that's why we have to, you know, uh, We have to put, you know, the uh, athletes at a pedestal and everything. But thank God that we actually have some really great athletes, you know. Uh, Thank God for the LeBron James
2: and all these people. Thank you. Um,
0: you know uh we do have some phenomenal athletes that are you know multifaceted that have to go beyond uh, above and beyond you know uh they're not just mediocre you know uh you know they're just not good at the court and mediocre and we're like you know they're actually Jackie I know. you know, Jackie yeah. I know. like what? serena williams is just like <laughs> such an inspiration like she is she is such a phenomenal woman like a super woman
1: integrity love
0: her so much um and uh to kind of readdress the uh Nigerians who are possibly listening um I, I want to talk about the word solidarity i think I think it's really important that we get it that like so when we test physical health, you know you're testing like you know how much you can run your stamina, and everything when you talk about emotional health, it talks about like you know your resilience, how much you're able to bounce back, you know just when we talk about spiritual, I believe what it is is how you value human life mm-hmm. how you're able to value god's breath in other people mm-hmm. so when we talk about solidarity um so i was supposed to go to a protest this weekend i wasn't able to um uh but my friends uh Alumide, shola uh josh and marissa went and uh you know they took my sign and my quote and i was, I was just like really 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 happy uh you know i was just thanking them over and over again um, but the quote is, uh, solidarity is a love, le- a love letter to future generation. Wow. So when we stand in solidarity, we're saying to the future generation, we're ensuring life for the next generation. That, you know, we're going to preserve human life for the future because that's, that's you know, there's, there's nothing greater. There's, there's nothing more that makes God smile than, like, you know, seeing his image you know, being preserved. Like, you know, he yeah. put bread inside this person's life. And, you know, when we stand and protect them, that's what solidarity is. You know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like I uh, um and uh, um that's again not to dismiss like, you know, the childhood trauma that, you know, Nigerian Americans faced when they got here. I do believe that's a conversation that we do need to talk and so. Um, you know, as Alamade said, you know, I got the name calling when I was growing up. Um I actually couldn't say that I was Nigerian because you know it it, it was laughed about. Uh, luckily, I had a I had a kind of like a amorphous name, you know, and Jordan. You know, they didn't they couldn't make it out. So I used to not say I was Nigerian. I I actually had to be ashamed where I was. You know, Jamaican was kind of cool, so I used to say I was Jamaican. Mm. they and stuff like that. You know, I'll, I'll change it depending on which class I was. And I, it was sad, you know, depending on which homeroom I was, I had to, you know, mentally keep track of the lie and stuff like that. One homeroom, I was Jamaican. One homeroom, you know, I was Caribbean and all that. And, <laughs>
2: <Like this>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I had to keep track of... Young Drake. And, you know, and then, you know, in one classroom, I was born in Southeast D.C. I was born, I was born in Silver Spring, Yeah, I was, You're I, was born, a- <laughs> I was born at Holy Cross.
2: <laughs> Wait... <laughs> This is identity <laughs> crisis, actually. But, you
0: know, that, that was, like, <laughs> the, the burden. Like, so, like, when people say that, like, you know, I'm, I'm not taking, like, I'm not taking away from the trauma. I do believe, you know, that is something that we should address. Um, but to say, like, when people's lives are on the line, my trauma doesn't matter. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how I grew up, you know, the bias that I faced, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, someone's life is on the line. I'm gonna stand up for this person, you know, regardless. Even like that's that's what spiritual uh that's what that's what being spiritual is, that like, you know, like even even if a racist person is about to die, like it's it's just you know, that's black people's nature. Like, no, they shouldn't die. Like, you know, um, that's 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 just really our nature. We don't want them to die. So like when we're standing in arms and everything, um and like, uh, and I am so so happy uh, for those that are press uh, protesting in Africa, that are protesting in Nigeria, and mm-hmm. I know they're already hurting because I'm not sure if you guys know the the uh, those who died um,
1: raped, right. uh, yeah. Chile or something? Gonna,
0: that's another, you know. Okay. So you know they're already facing injustice inside that area, and for them to find a capacity inside themselves and you know join the Black Lives Matter movement, I was just having a conversation with one of my brothers. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, that we want the cup of justice to overflow outside mm-hmm. this case, so it falls inside every single area. So it's not just you know, we're not just fighting for George Floyd. We will get justice for George Floyd. Right. We will get justice for Brianna. We will get um, justice for Ahmad. Uh, we want to get uh, justice for um, those who are oppressed, um, you know, even gender equal, uh, inequality. We want to we get justice for all these things. Um, and which is why I don't, thank God for quor- uh, quarantine and everything, but it's an opportunity that we're taking, you know, no one's, um, you know, people aren't burnt out coming from work, you know, um, it's like, uh, when I was little, um, I'm not sure if you guys remember this, uh, being from the DMV, we had like a two week snow snowstorm. you know, uh, <laughs> and it was just like, I-, I forgot how school looked like. That's how long we were out of school and everything. And there was like, I don't remember how it happened, but I guess like I was ironing one day and, um, the iron fell and it burned my carpet and I never noticed it, but <laughs> I had to stay home, you know, and that was the first time I was able to recognize it. That was, that was probably okay. there for like ages and everything, but my capacity opened up because I wasn't busy body. I wasn't, you know, um, spending my energy doing homework, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. I was able to pay attention to these things. And that's what we see right now. Like this revelation occurred because we started seeing injustice, injustice, injustice. We have <laughs> the capacity right now because, you know, people don't have to like, oh, you know, I have to go to nine to five and then, you know, spend six to 10 on mental health and, you know, calming down, being with family and stuff like that. So now we have time. So this is an opportunity, um, you know, as Machiavelli says, um, what does he say? With yeah. with power, oh, without power, opportunity is wasted, and without uh, opportunity, power is wasted. Now we have yeah. the chance to have both. We have solidarity, which is our power, and we have the opportunity now that you know the world is paying attention. We ha- there's there's some people that I've met, like um, I'm sorry, I just didn't have hope for them to like you know see these things. I went to school, um, I went to uh, private school in Kentucky. Long story. Uh, private school uh conservative uh Baptist school um for college, I went to Liberty University. If you guys want to research Jerry Falwell to explain you know just you know just the type of campus atmosphere. a lot of my peers inside those other places, to be honest, inside my mind, when we had these conversations, I was just like there's no way that they can get it they're getting it, you know. They, they started seeing these um, uh, videos, they started seeing these posts, and then they started like, wow, all these years in my ignorance, I was also the problem and everything.
2: Okay.
0: We should be hopeful, we shouldn't, we're going to address the trauma, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but let justice overflow on this case and then let allow it to, you know, then we'll destroy that uh, trauma that we face. And, Um, the trauma that we possibly cause towards the Black community and everything. Let's focus on what's first. Um, (laughs) Because, like, if we have solidarity, like, I I, I just can't imagine what we can't do. Um, You know, as a futurist, you know, I always think of how can we build a utopian society and everything. And I just think about, like, you know, doing the bring our girls back. Mm -hmm. you know all that like if all of the world was like you know solidarity like that wouldn't be able to occur so we have the spirit right now this is a time to rebuild the world's focus you know we have energy let's let's do this let's every single just injustice you know while we're at home while we have energy let's attack it let's dismantle it
2: thank you okay y'all (laughs)
1: off as you the outro, literally. Are you the new podcast host? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> said it all for real. Um, for those who are listening, I hope this podcast actually like literally blesses, blesses you. Like it opens up your heart and your your mind to understand what's going on, and it basically highlights or maybe inspires you to find ways that you yourself can partake might not be protesting, might be donating, might be having convos with family members, it might be educating yourself even further on, on the prehistory, prior to this um, time of history. Um, Cause this is all, and yeah, just have the convo, literally have the convo with your friends, like how can we as Nigerians um, join the fight? And how can we open our minds and our hearts to black Americans? Cause they are really our brother and sister. They're basically us, but they came here before us so it's a couple more years, you know? Yeah, you know. but, um, let's go around saying our Instagram net handles and our names and yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I can go. So my, so you can find me at becoming, um, it has two E's and then two underscores at the end. Um, and then I also have a platform where I like desire to equip women to be spiritually mature, um, in every area of their life. Um, and that is, um, at, at becoming her history underscores. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at by Nicole J. I also have a YouTube channel, which is Nicole J. And then you can follow me on Twitter at underscore underscore Nicole J. I
0: have a Twitter, Instagram, um, where there- I'm Tupac <laughs> <laughs> and Facebook, you know. Um, but my Twitter, Instagram handle, um, King Akintola. Uh, K i well you know I spell uh last name A K I N T O B A, um, and we have a initiative coming out um, called God Genius Government. It's an interdisciplinary between uh, cross section between um, neuroscience. <laughs>
2: wow! What a word! <laughs> <Don't> wow. <mind>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow!
0: Between um. Uh, <laughs> between <laughs> neuro, no, between uh, neuroscience, uh, politics, and Christian philosophy. Um,
1: um, maybe. Yes. Yes. And you can find us at Niger Girl Talks on Instagram. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next podcast. Hope this podcast blessed you. While you can, follow us on Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram and be sure to check out the other podcasts. They're sure to bless you as well.
2: Bye. Hey. Bye.
1: All my life,
0: I ask to fight.
2: All my life, I. Hard times like God. Patches like God. Nazareth, only you missed up.
0: But if God got us, then we do be all.